Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Toward suffering for the sake of love. Jesus walked toward suffering because Jesus himself embodies perfect love. In Jesus, we see that to be God and to truly love apparently means to suffer. There is no other way. Now, this uh, week that we're entering in today, Holy Week, where we are in a profound way literally marching into the suffering of Christ, meditating on the pain of Jesus, moving toward Good Friday where we will walk through uh, Jesus's path of deep suffering. Sometimes when we hear this story, it's told in a way that gives us an angry deity who is demanding vengeance from someone, anyone, even his son, if it need be. That somehow God has to avenge, enrage sin. That story completely misunderstands Jesus. Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are in a divine Trinitarian conspiracy of love. The fullness of the Father and the fullness of the Son and the fullness of the Holy Spirit bent on invading the realm of hell, invading the realm of death, conquering everything that is evil, moving toward suffering for the sake of love. Suffering into the way of death This will always be the road for those of us who would seek to follow Jesus. And so Jesus this week walks with the limp of mercy into his death. And Jesus invites us to follow. And this call to suffering for the sake of love may well lead us into that dark moment where we hear the most terrifying words Jesus speaks the most terrifying words that we may speak ourselves. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Fleming Rutledge, after quoting a line from John Donne, um, where he talks about, well, I'll just, I'll just read, I'll read the lines. No, no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. And then Fleming responds to these words. On that good Friday outside the city walls of Jerusalem, the bell tolled for the Son of God. Such was his involvement with mankind. 
Not only did he consciously and deliberately steer toward the pain, he entered into it all the way to the bottom of despair. What he endured that day was an abandonment so great that for the first time in his human life, and even more crucially, for the first time in his divine life with the Father, he apparently felt himself to be hopelessly cut off. So Jesus, his response on the cross, in this sheer moment of pain and despair, his response was actually to pray. What Jesus is doing in this cry of dereliction, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is praying. The scripture tells us that it was the ninth hour, and the ninth hour is a Jewish hour of prayer. Jewish tradition says that prayer has 10 names, and the first name of prayer is to cry. Jesus is actually not making up words. He's quoting lines from Israel's prayer book, the Psalms, Psalm 22, his opening lines, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus is offering what we know as a lament. It is a loud cry. It is a soul-sinking complaint. It is the tenacity and bravery to name the pain that you or another is experiencing. Jesus, in the midst of his complaint, was demonstrating faith, but it was a violent faith. It was a gut-wrenching refusal to give up on God because he was addressing the God that he felt abandoned by. Lament invokes God's name in distress. Lament declares grievances against God. Lament prays for relief. Lament typically ends with some sort of expression of trust in God's mercy. And sometimes it's as simple as to name the name who is mercy, God. So I'm curious this moment. uh, I think all of us are enduring something that we could never have imagined. Something we absolutely cannot control. Something that uh, may potentially bring great harm to people near to us. We watch the death toll rising every day. We have no idea about our economic future. We have no idea about the well-being of our neighbors. Things that felt so certain weeks ago feel like now it was like another planet. There is a biblical witness of one of the things that are available to us in this place, and it's all throughout the Psalms, and it's It's modeled for us in Jesus, which is limit, naming the pain. So right now, I would invite anyone who would like to to take your pen, your paper, your marker, whatever you have, and write a simple single line of lament. You can keep this for yourself if you would like, but in a moment, we're also going to have a little space if you would like to show the rest of us uh, lament so that we can all lament together. This is not merely complaining. This is a holy act of 
resistance to evil by naming pain for what it is and taking it to the one who we believe can do something about it. So as, as y'all are taking a moment, um, as they begin to, to, to show up on the screen, you just hold it up on your screen and our host will um, spotlight your video. It's possible we'll miss someone. I don't know. The technology will work. And if you hold it up and you don't get seen, we're not, I promise we're not trying to avoid anyone. Um, but we'll do the best that we can. But as you're, as you're preparing um, or writing some lines, I'm going to read you um, a poem. Uh, I can. Yes. And this poem is from uh, my friend John Blaze, who actually is going to be um, with us on Saturday evening. Not seeing friends. So I'm going to read this poem as you watch the screen. There are days appointed for you to suffer. On these days, you must simply endure. There is no silver lining, only the bitter of dust. Don't pray to the Twitter God on such days. His 140 character belchings mock the very dignity that is your life. Find a crucifix instead, if only one cobbled in your throbbing head one that conjures up the profanity of that God-forsaken 30-something holding on for his dear life. Then look up, if you dare, up into the bottomless playground of birds and listen close to their hilarity. The suffering is part, but not all. The suffering is part, part but not all. It is essential that we not move past the grief, the fear, the pain, the suffering. Every word that was written, every word that was carried in your heart, that is a prayer. And in that moment, we are praying together. So when Jesus cried out these words from the prayer he knew by heart because he had read it his entire life, he was opening the lines of Psalm 22. Most Jewish scholars say that there was an ancient way of praying, that you would say the opening lines of a psalm. And in doing that, it was a way of evoking and praying, in short, the whole psalm. So you could echo this word, and in praying this word, you were, you were praying the whole thing without actually voicing it. And I want you to hear the concluding words to Psalm 22. It opens with precisely these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the words of my groaning. 
And it concludes with these words. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, for he has done it. The prayer of Jesus from the cross was a profound, unsettling, violent, revolting, even acknowledgement of the experience of abandonment, tucked together with absolute hope that generations yet to come would resound again in the goodness and pleasure and beauty of God. That is God's word for us today as well. So this week, as we look at this cross, this Jesus who through suffering the full draught of despair, this Jesus in utter weakness, we are drawn with God into the unfathomable love of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It does not diminish the lament. In fact, it gives us the capacity to lament with boldness. And it gives us the absolute assurance that we have hope in the one who raised Jesus from the dead. The story that we will proclaim next Sunday. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.